A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Who's going to be silly enough to burn all their trades this week? We're going to go through most of them here. Who's going to do it? Who's sitting there with 12 trades right now? Who's going to use them all? Who's going to get under 10 this week? I think there'll be a lot of people there that are trying to build to a really ridiculously high-strength squad this week who are then going to absolutely get burnt in round 17. And, you know, there's, there's no clear way to do this. It's, it's more about, you know, the trades that you've used prior to, to these buy rounds and, you know, how well you've scored through then. And then, you know, being able to manage, if you're going to have... You know, 12 to 13 in this first buy round and then similar in the second one. Are you going to bring in most of your guns right now and then struggle a little bit in round 17 and you know maybe just do a few cash out options? We're going to go through all those guys. Going to have a look at the people squad here and what we're sitting with currently for round 13, but also how we're going to be looking for round 17 and possibly you know during the next few rounds as well. And then basing yeah, where we're going to be at on, on the trades that we have remaining. So currently, obviously, I haven't used any trades this week. <clears throat> and we're sitting with uh, 12 players coming into this one at the moment. So we've got Brails, Pat Watson, Flegg, Pangai there, Moses Gamble, Peachy, Olam, Hines, and Laurie. We're then just, uh, just Spencer on the bench there. And it's obviously sitting with Walsh, Teddy, Schuster as like our three interchange players that I'm playing. And then we've got, uh, what else we got there, uh, Tommy. Tommy Brutt and, uh, and Dave Fafita. So <clears throat> 12 players there will allow us to at least get to something similar in round 17. And that's probably the next, going to be the next question is, you know, how many of these players in our team right now will be ready to go in round 17? And if you look at Fafita, he won't be. Tommy won't be also because he's going to be playing Origin. So remember that as well. If you've you know, got a really high level squad this week with 14 or 15 players, does that, you know, is that detrimental to you in round 17? Just go through your squads right now and see and count how many plays you have for round 17 at this stage. So we've got none of them so far. We then have Walsh will play. Schuster who is, will be playing as well. And he's someone that a lot of people are trying to trade out right now. And, and I feel like he's someone that's you know, averaging just over 50 and will, will, be a, will play a pivotal role in that round 17 buy. When a lot, if you're trading him out now, yes, you benefit this week, but you don't benefit round 17 because he's someone you should be able to hold the whole way through. And then he maybe he ends up being a dual position player, half an edge, that's like your 8th, 17th or 18th man for your final squad. So that, I think that's where he's at as a player at this stage of the season. So you've got Walsh, Schuster, Harris <coughs> as your number three, obviously being one of the top tier guns in the middle and the edge. And then Avrilo as our fourth. So all those guys I think you should be holding for the rest of the way. 
But that means we've only got four players because Crichton doesn't play, Cleary doesn't play either. Teddy's out with Origin. So we have a bunch of Origin guys, and that leaves us with four players for round 17. So if we, were, if we held trades this week, which is probably pretty hard to do for the most part with most people, uh, with 12 players. So we'll probably just do okay. I'd say with 12 players, we would probably be looking to hold rank, but it also depends on the type of player that you have. So we'll go through that in a second. But you know, 12 right now, you then have four coming into, into round, seven, uh, round 17 at this stage. And if we roll over and actually, roll over and actually have a look, between round 14, so after this week, and 17, we have 12 trades remaining. So if you're, you know, our, our team's in a solid position with 17, but if I was to use max trades over that week, uh, over those four weeks, sorry, that would be obviously 12 trades, I have four players, and that's assuming everything goes right. I bring in, you know, 12 players playing for round 17, and that leaves me with 16 players. But imagine there's going to be some suspensions to any of those players you bring in, some injuries and stuff. You probably, with max, max trades, only get to about 14, 13 or 14 players. So... You know, that's something to think about. If you're sitting with more players playing this week, it's only going to make it harder for you in 17 or if you have a bunch of Origin guys as well. So there's always going to be merit to keeping some of these Origin guys. But this is also why people traded out for Feeder when he was out for a couple of weeks. He then's out this. He played one, one game back and then he's out for this week and also misses 17. So that's sort of the, the reason why they did that. And then also why people would have got rid of Pap as well once we found out he got injured the first time. But, you know... The reason why we held him in that stage is because we knew we were going to get about three rounds out of him before Origin. Of course, he comes back and gets injured again. So when it was, you know, when that happened again, you knew it was going to be a lingering issue for him. He's going to miss fourteen. Uh, he's going to miss thirteen, sorry, um, and then he's going to miss seventeen as well. He should be back in Origin slash. They have a, a buy anyway. So that's something to think about in terms of your trades. Let's actually go through the type of player that you have in your squad. So you know when we. When we're looking to, you know, we, we always talk about you know the amount of players playing, but the most important part is actually the type of player and what they're actually going to score. So we're currently sitting with twelve players, and how many of these guys average fifty plus? So we've got you know Braley, Paps, uh, Watson as three, Pangai four, Moses five, Peachy will be under, uh, Hines will be over over that. So we give him five there. One, two, three, four. Sorry, six. And then, yeah, that's it. So six of our players should be should be getting... Well, let's just put them all at an average of all together. Let's say they all get 50, right? Maybe 55 to be nice. So we'll give them 330 as our sort of 55 average each. And then you've got guys that, let's say, that are going to average, let's say 35. And we'll say, you know, Spencer, Flegs, Gamble. And, yeah, but let's say they're, they're your 335s. Uh, to make nine players there, and that's what a bit over four hundred, so four twenty, uh, about four thirty. We'll give them for that for that one, and then you've got two guys that say forty five. So Peachy and Laurie is uh, ninety there, and if my math serves me correctly, that sits us at about five twenty for the round. If we double the the Papali'i fifty five, we then get just under six hundred for the round, and that's and that's using twelve players. So I think that's the way you kind of got to look at it. With you know it, the question being, do I have enough players playing this week? It's more going to be around what type of score they're going to get. And be conservative with that. Obviously, you know, 50 to 55 average for, for all those guys is probably fair. You're going to have a couple of guys that get, you know, the mid-60s or 50-odd score and then a few in the 40s, for example. You know, Heinz could go out and get 70, for example. Um, you know, Moses could be down here. So just, just have it as a bit of an average in terms of the type of, you know, the scores they're going to get and think about that. And then have a look at where you're at for 17 
Are you going to be well set for that one? We have a bunch of guys that won't be returning in round 14. Like, you know, have a look at some of the guys that, you know, when are they backing up? Are they are they a couple of days after the game? Uh, are they going to be playing a big, hard 80-minute slog in origin? Are they going to be on the bench? You know what I mean? Like, so these kind of things make a difference. If they're going to be playing 30 or 40 minutes off the bench, they're more likely to back up. And, you know, how many origin players you have in your team will suggest, you know, are you going to have a strong round 14 team? Are you not? So have a think, have a think about that as well uh, when you're looking at your side. And, yeah, I suppose some, some guns to think about for round 14, you know, it makes, makes it a little bit interesting because there's not a lot. We've spoken about this a little bit already. There's obviously a lot more guns playing in this round, and we haven't even touched on most of them, like... You know, we've got the guys like McCulloch and stuff that I, that you know we don't even have in our side. Jerome Hughes is a gun there that, that can be put in. I can't believe DeBellin got 725k as his starter, thinking he was uh you know still playing three years ago. Fish Harris, you got Adam Dewey, you got Brown, Moses, all you know, all these guys that, that you can pop into your side. Smith, Ben Hunt, Mane, Fogarty. There's so many, right? To go along with all the guys we've got playing currently in Papali'i, Watson, Braley, Pangai, etc. When you look at fourteen, there's you know only a couple in this team. So Walsh and Harris I, I've selected from from the Warriors side, um, you got Thompson and Avrilo as maybe maybe possible guns to, to select from the Dogs. Then Sharks, I think, and Johnson and Ramian. A few people are talking about Mo- Matt Moylan at the moment, but who knows where he could end up or you know what kind of what kind of numbers he'll be scoring in the end. Rabbitohs didn't really have too many. Most of them are backing up into Origin, so there's a few. You can talk about a couple of those guys as being important players, but I think you can hold off until after Origin with the Rabbitohs guys. Raiders, you probably look at CHN, so he'll play the rest of the year after this round. And then Seagulls, you've got Tommy Bright and maybe uh, Morgan Harper. So I think Tommy, just with the, how amazing he's been playing, if he can stay fit, I think he's you know, he's almost a... Well, he's been the best scorer in the wing fullbacks you know, for the last sort of six or seven weeks, so he's almost a must-have in that position. Um, much to my disgust, but I'd hope that he uh, gets a couple of lower scores in a row and I can probably pick him up then. Uh, Morgan Harper's been scoring well in the centre, so he could be an option. You then have... Low low for the Cowboys, so maybe give him a week or two after his lower scores. Once he gets back um, to scoring well, you have you know somewhere between fourteen and, and seventeen to pick him up. And then Roosters really just Joey Manu. I'd I'd be looking at in that one. You've obviously got Tupanua and and Crichton for example, but again Crichton you can probably wait till round eighteen if you don't have him at this stage. So my question becomes: with the majority of the guys being keepers in this. In this first round 13, it's probably smart to, to pick up those keepers now. And then in terms of round 17, it's maybe you, you have sort of seven to eight, nine maybe that are playing sort of like in that maybe let's say seven guns, for example, from this group. Um, yeah, maybe six or seven out of that. And then the rest of it, I think it's probably going to be a smart year to actually use the cash out option. And so what I mean by the cash out option is a few people are asking me this week, oh, should I bring in a guy that's, you know, like a, like Campbell, for example, is Jaden Jaden Campbell from the from the Titans going to be coming in and playing one game, maybe two if Brimson's still out, but you won't see him again, right? Unless there's injuries, like a bunch of injuries to to Brimson and stuff like that, you won't see those types of guys again. So what you're doing is you're bringing them in. If uh, if players don't back up in round fourteen, then you have an issue with him sitting on your bench being a red dot. You you most likely have one or two other guys that aren't going to be playing in round fourteen. Whether it be let's just have a look at my team. Maybe Stefano doesn't play in fourteen. Uh, a bunch of people have like Fusatua and Simonson and these kind of guys you don't want to be playing, right? So they become a red dot. Adding to that list of of guys that you can't select in your starting side, 
and you might be fielding an understrength 14, you know, around 14, 15, 16, for example, if you're sitting with a couple of those red dots, so the guys that aren't playing, right? Whereas round 17, this is when you're starting to build to your final team. And if you have one or two, three max red dots that aren't playing, you need to have a bunch of trades left over to, to cover injuries because obviously if, that, if you have three guys that, that are 228K and not playing, or they play that one game in 17 to help your score in that one, but then don't play any further part in the year. You then sitting with 18 guys only in your team. And if you have a couple of suspensions one week, you're then having to trade and trade and trade. So that's the only kind of worry with the, the cash out. So maybe it's, it's just picking up a couple of cash outs and you play with sort of 10 to 11 players in round, in round 17. And then you haven't really decimated your squad too much. You've kind of banked a little bit of cash by bringing in these 228K guys that have come in as a rookie or whatever to play that one game. And then you can really launch with, you know, all those keepers that you've built for round, like this round 13 buy, and also a few of those keepers that you brought in for round 17. And then you can really launch into the rest of the season. But, you know, the question becomes then again around those trades, because if you're sitting there with 12 trades right now, then you're going to have to use like a max sort of, you know, your 12 trades before this week, let's say you use two, two this week, which is fairly standard, I think it's across the ball. 10 trades left, you probably use six to seven over the next four or five rounds, if you're lucky, to get to you know a decent team in 17. You're going to want to use two to three in round 18, and you probably have like one to two left for the last like six, seven rounds, which is just not going to be enough for suspensions and injuries. So that's something to think about with this week. And if you're going to have you know, 14, 15 players in this round, then you're going to have uh, some issues going forward with your squad in obviously running out of trades, but also having a really poor round 17 squad there. So let's have a look at our top team, which is actually not too far apart in terms of team value, which is pretty cool. So the best team values in the whole, uh, all states, all rounds, overall leader. What do we got? Six, he's got 600 points on us, which isn't ridiculous, but let's have a look. The, the team value is not too, not too dissimilar. But um, yeah, let's jump in. So we obviously don't know how many trades this person has, but you know, in terms of players for this round, you've got Braley Fish <coughs> for two. Papali E3, Hughes 4, Bird 5. And then we got Laurie, Hines 7, Watson 8. So 8 players leading to this round. So they're going to have to, if they want to have a good round this week or a, you know, a semi-decent round, they're probably going to have to make 4 trades. And I think that would really hurt a lot of people if you have to make 4 trades this week. So this person in the lead right now might lose a bunch of ranks in this round. But then we have a look at the types of players they're going to have in round 17. And, and these are the kind of guys I'm talking about. In the Simkin and, and Simonson, obviously Simkin you know, would be playing this week. But they're two guys that are, are going to be hurting uh, this person in the next few rounds. So when people aren't backing up, you know, Schuster might not play in round 14. They have a Walsh who might get suspended for round 14. So, so much to think about in terms of that. So let's count the guys up for 17 then. You know, Braley's not going to be. So Tohu, yes. Haas, no. Fafita, no. Uh, Avrilo, two. And then you have Walsh for three. And then you've got, we'll, we'll say Simonson, yes, for four, but not a, not a good one. Uh, CHN, five. Schuster, six. And there you go. So you only six players. So this person's going to have a pretty tough round this week, but then he's going to have to make a bunch of trades uh, leading up to round 17 just to field a solid sort of 10 to 12 to 14 players in round 17 and do well there. So, you know, it shows that, it's definitely a tale of two seasons across across the uh, across the NRL fantasy season, where the first half is obviously generating cash, getting a lot of points, 
But then you have to be ready for these rounds, otherwise you're going to get smashed. And, and you know, Cheesy Willy, hopefully, what a name, from Luke D, uh, hopefully has banked a bunch of trades. And if they have, then they can trade pretty heavy through this period, and they've done well uh, to do that. But we don't know. You know, majority of people that have done well at the start usually have picked a pretty good solid starting team or have traded well early and got a, you know, not lucky, but um, have picked the right player. So most of these guys would have picked the Papali'i in the first couple of rounds, which, you know, did really well for them. They might have had a Townsend or something like that. So, yeah, if they've been able to conserve trades, they'll do fine. But if they haven't, then they'll really lose ranks over this period for the people that have, uh, that have you know, looked after their trades and, and have thought about the round 13 by and onwards. So um, this number two person, so Braley, Pat Smith for three, Hughes four, Bird five, Hines six, Watson seven, Laurie eight, Moses nine. So again, someone that isn't sitting perfectly <coughs> coming into this next buy period, uh, this, this round 13 buy. And then for the following one, is sitting with players like Sini and Simkin, which could hurt them next week when they have a few guys that might not be able to uh, back up. So obviously Walsh will be out. There's three out already. Uh, Cleary might get rested. Schuster might be out. There's four or five. Payne Haas might be out as well. Six. You know, and that's you know, that means you're sitting there with 15 and probably have to make a couple of trades for round 14 just to improve the squad and get 17 on the park. So, you know, and then you look at round 17 and we've got Schuster, Harris for two. Then you've got Avrilo three, Walsh four, and then Harawiranara five. So most people are sitting with sort of five to six. And yeah, this is where the trade is going to come really in handy for round 17. So they're just the top two players in the league at the moment. And they're really clearly ahead. So, you know, uh, 12,510, 12,489. And then the, next, the third place team is 12,413. So yeah, that's the, um, that's the interesting thing to think about with with uh, the origin period, and this is why the why this is the best part of best part of the year. If you're actually a, a proper NRL fantasy coach, is that you can really enjoy this period and and this and the tactics behind it, and actually thinking. Yeah, a lot of people are doing spreadsheets and and putting all that together, and, and I think that's really cool. And it is you know something that really puts you in good stead going forward. And I think personally, this will be the time that my own team will will flourish a little bit. I think I'll be 13 to 14 players this week and you know sitting there with 17 or 18 trades left will allow me to sort of use seven trades or something over the next period to get 11 to 12 on the park for around 17 <clears throat> maybe 10 10 to 12 or something like that and then have plenty of trades left over for round 18 to really solidify the guns in the squad and then sort of have six maybe so make four or five trades five to six trades left for the last like five rounds and you can make a trade around um, to cover suspensions or injuries and stuff like that. So that's sort, of, that's sort of my theory, and I hope that a lot of you guys will take that on board as, you know, I've been playing this game for sort of 12, 13 years now and whenever it got in, in, intercepted, if that's the right word, um, into, into NRL there. So, um, yeah, so I hope you, hope you learned a lot from that one, guys. I hope you uh, enjoyed this. If you did, please hit like and subscribe. I really appreciate all the support. It gets me out to a lot more people. We're nearing 3,000 subscribers, guys. So really appreciate that. And we'll catch you in the next one where we talk about all of the trades in our squad. So see you guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.